Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. My name is Steve, and my co-host is on the area. His name is Kyle. Say hello, Kyle. Hello again. And this week, we are going to be armchair booking. This is going to be something different for us because we're calling it armchair booking, but in a future sense, not in a past sense. Normally, we will look at a past card or even a past wrestler and say, how would we have done it differently? This time, we're saying, how would we do do it now? Or we're going to actually talk about the 2021 Royal Rumble that's scheduled to take place here in about two and a half weeks, or actually rather two weeks, just under two weeks, on the 31st of January. Armchair booking today's product. Yes. And like I said, this is going to be new for us. You know, maybe somebody from the WWE or AEW or RH or Impact or NWF or any of the other wrestling companies that maybe listen to this. If you hear something you like, give us a call. Maybe we can help you out. But but this is not this is not predicting anything. This is how we would do it. So before we start, I'm going to give a couple of announcements. Um, and with that, I do want to say today is the day we recognize the accomplishments of Martin Luther King Jr. Now, a lot of people just call it MLK Day. To me, that, that kind of that doesn't give it its justice. I mean, because Martin Luther King, uh, he did fight for civil rights for everyone, and this is the day that we recognize that. And you know, so it would be remiss of either one of us to actually not mention that on the show because this is that day. So, uh, and also. I want to apologize for something that happened on last week's episode. It was actually something out of mine and Kyle's control. We spoke of Jordan Garber about his untimely death and the amount of stuff he had done for us at our podcast, and we wanted to do a 10-second moment of silence for him. However, when I actually Mm -hmm. played the episode back, that 10 seconds had gotten shortened down to about three and that was not mere Kyle. That was, I'm going to assume, the software picked up that there was silence, and Jim just kind of did an involuntarily pause. Kyle, did you did you experience that as well? The thing that worried me is that the software was going to put a commercial in. No, so the, commer- so- the commercials. Yeah. No, I I control the except for the very beginning and the very end. I control the commercial. Um, and speaking of that. The commercials are very unpredictable. I could just say put commercials here, and I try to actually space them out in good intervals. Um, if there's too many, let me know. If you don't feel there's enough, which you know, which I seriously doubt, uh, also let me know. But last week, I don't know about yours, Kyle, because we've actually compared notes about what commercials keep coming up for either one of us, and. You know, some of them are local commercials because I've gotten commercials for local like car dealerships and and other businesses around the Cincinnati area. And I think you've also mentioned uh, some around um, your area, Maryland. But last week, I had at least three different insurance commercials, maybe even four. You know, different companies. And I, you know, I, I can't help when they repeat one after the other. It's like, okay, here's commercial A. Immediately followed by, here's that commercial immediately following itself. I wish I had I more get, control over that, but unfortunately, all, I don't. 
I got all state progressive and state farm in one com- one episode. Oh, so um, you didn't get Geico? No. Yeah, I got Geico. In America. The Geico. other one, um, there was a political podcast about someone's political journey that showed up in a lot of previous episodes, and uh, that's not endorsing a candidate. I believe I got that same one. That was um, a few months ago. I was getting ads for a like a political a political candidate's journey, and it kind of ticked me off because I specifically have the I, I specifically have the preferences set to where I have zero political ads. But since this one apparently they decided to get around it by saying, "Oh no, 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 this is a person's journey." You know, so they they got around the firewall that way. Um, not that I like the person anyway, but <laughs> so you know, so it didn't matter to me as far as you know. Hey, you know, I still wasn't going to get um, any kind of play from me, but still, I thought it was kind of dirty the way they did that. Now, so uh, where can they find Steve? Well, since we just got to ramble on a little bit and kind of putting some announcements and, you know, some, I guess you would say, like the corrections like they have in newspapers, uh, we broadcast live every Monday, 830. And if this changes, we let everybody know. But to actually get a hold of us, if you want to call in during the broadcast, it's area code 319-527-6089. You can email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on the Twitter at bookingarmchair. And you can find us on YouTube. The link is actually in the episode notes. Uh, Once we get, I think it's 30 subscribers, Kyle, I can actually change that to where we can actually name the channel. Right now, it just looks like a a bunch of just random characters, the way websites are assigned. Like I said, once we get enough subscribers, then we can actually change that name. But if you want to listen to us or you can find our archived episodes, you can find us on Our Heart Radio. You can find us on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, sometimes also known as iTunes, or you can find us on Spotify. Just do a search for Armchair Booking. We should be the only podcast that comes up, hopefully. Haven't seen any other ones. And last but definitely not least, we are still helping out the wrestler Mean Small and Mean, Selena Dean, with her her GoFundMe fundraiser for her mother. Her mother's uh, battling breast cancer right now. And we have taken upon ourselves to also help Selena out. Uh, a few weeks ago, she actually dialed in and she gave us an update on her mom. And I need to actually get a hold of her again because I was going to talk to her at the event this past Saturday right here in the big bustling metropolis of Mount Orb. However, the event was canceled. Uh, they said it was postponed because of our county's uh, Board of Health. When I, call, when, I, when I called this place, they, I, they said, oh, well, because we have tournaments. And the place where they're going to be holding the event, they also have an indoor soccer field or as our listeners in the UK, a football pitch. And 
they have they were having a lot of tournaments. They said, oh, well, these tournaments are still going on. You know, so that's what's postponed it. And I said, uh, you know, because I just asked them if it's still, it still going on. I said, well, I thought it was due to the Board of Health. And she said, oh, yeah, that too. Like, well, which one is it? You know, but when I actually spoke to a wrestler uh, yesterday, just a chance meeting, uh, he actually attended our church. And I spoke to him about it, and he said, yeah, it was the Board of Health. Um, you know, which ho- hopefully I'll be able to have him on the podcast uh, soon, too. And I don't want to mention names yet because then it might get everybody's hopes up. But, yeah, that would actually kind of cool, you know, had a wrestler went to our church. And um, I'll have to tell you other some more stuff about that, Kyle, because our pastor, he actually he was doing like an imitation of Hulk Hogan, and it was actually totally coincidental. It was actually Brother. funny. <laughs> yeah, well, it was him ripping his shirt off. And him specifically saying Hulk. The, huh? It's time to uh, praise Jesus, brother. And yeah, sister. so, I mean, it was – well, he was – he was just talking about getting hyped for something. He's like, yeah, you know, like the wrestler, he just, he, he kept calling the Hulk. And, you know, then everybody kind of, you know, everybody who knew who was up in the congregation, we kind of looked at him like, does this plan? And then we found out, no, it actually wasn't. It was total coincidence. You know, so, I could actually ask the pastor about it. He's like, no, he said, I had no idea he was going to be here. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so, I think all of our announcements are done. Todd, do you think I forgot anything? No, I think you co- covered everything except for the call-in number. Oh, I covered it. You had a call-in during the broadcast. I'll say it again. Area code is 319-527-6089. So, Kyle, the 2021 Royal Rumble, which... Right now, it's – I don't know what it's shaping up to be, to be honest with you. I have Raw on right now, and they've already had Randy Orton out there wearing what I referred to earlier as one of the, the old-school Super Destroyer masks or the spoiler. That was another one it kind of resembled, if you remember what those masks look like. And he was kind of alluding to – I know what – Alexa Bliss is trying to do. She's trying to keep me out of the Royal Rumble. You know where, because last week, you know, she threw fire, sprayed fire in his face. Now, that was a very cool image, but different than, like, she didn't light flash paper. It looked like something came out of her wrist. Well, to me, it looked like she took an old deodorant can, like the old, like, um, like spray right right guard, you know, you take a lighter to it or hairspray. Well, like she did it like that. You're right. I mean, that definitely was not flash paper. So you you are watching the current product. I have turned it on on mute. Uh, retribution has just came on my screen. I wish I could knife my own eyes out. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. So, is doing crazy eyes, which uh, Eddie Griffin did and the new guy back in the year 2001. So I'm I'm not very entertained already. I already ready want to change the channel. That's so all, I, no, y'all, they're, they're over there messing with Xavier. Mc, don't they know that man has a PhD? Doctor Woods, Doctor Woods, or actually whatever his uh, his legal name is. And that's a shoot. So, that is a real thing. Anyway, so there, there are some matches planned for this year's 
2021 Royal Rumble. So I'll go over the ones that are announced or heavily rumored and discuss the current product based on what is rumored to have happened or to happen here two weeks from now, January 31st. So first one, this is obviously going to be a pre-show match. Biggie and Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title. Is that rumored to be going on? Yes, it is. Wow. Um, I haven't actually seen that. Um, Now, after the match that Big E and Apollo Crews had a few weeks ago, I would be trying to go back to that. But that's just me. I'm... I'm not uh, Sami Zayn's character. The way they took in him as direction, I'm not really big on it, and I don't I don't see the value of giving him the Intercontinental title back. I don't see Biggie losing this early into his title reign, uh, especially to Sami Zayn or even Apollo yet. So next one uh, came on. The raw screen a couple seconds ago, uh, Matt Riddle, going by just Riddle, Riddle, and Bobby Lashley for the United States title. Well, Bobby Lashley, he is actually in the Rumble. Do you think he would pull double, do the U.S. title match and be in the Rumble? Because a lot of times, I mean, what's they're only, anymore, it seems like they're only in one match or the other. If they're a title holder, a lot of times they just do their title match and that's it. It depends how long they want to run the event on the network, but these main pay-per-views have been running four hours plus. you got to have matches, the Rumble. <laughs> so I, If they do if, it, it'll be a dark match. If this match does happen... Um, I see Matt Riddle winning. You see Matt Riddle taking the title from um, Bobby Lashley? I do. Okay. That's a, you know that's um, that's a <laughs> that's a heck of a prediction there, Kyle. It's something different. Uh, Bobby Lashley in MVP is a good mouthpiece, but they're not using him enough. Um, If they go this way, because there's two options uh, to go, and you'll see when I rebook. If Riddle Riddle stays single and wrestles Lashley, uh, I got Riddle winning just to build his to get a title to kind of put him over. Hmm. Now I'm not I mean, going to argue he's going to hold that, on to it. Very well. Right. I mean, it does make sense. I mean, because they've been trying to get Riddle over. Oh, you know, it's going to be really interesting is Riddle and Goldberg because they have legitimate heat with each other. 
So, yeah, that goes into fantasy booking, though. That goes right. into It does go into fantasy booking. So, uh, next one, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler wrestling Asuka and Charlotte Flair. So, they've been doing – haven't they done that already on Raw? I mean, I'm not saying they wouldn't do it again. Um, or I'm not saying they shouldn't do it again. But – So there's no singles character that has been built on the women's side to wrestle Asuka for the women's title. Not not currently. I could see Shayna Baszler doing it. Not so much Nia Jax, because we've spoken about this before. Her stock has kind of fallen because of her her tendency to hurt people because she's um, unsafe or she's made herself unsafe. I mean, she's broken people's faces. I mean, she she broke Becky Lynch's face, gave her a concussion, and totally screwed up their their main event from, what was it, just not even a week away? It was the go-home episode? But if they do the women's title match as rumored, the tag title match, the Charlotte Flair-Oscar breakup. Okay. Um, Nia and Charlotte are both booked already in the Royal Rumble and so do you think that would be the dark match and the reason I say about it being a dark match well pre-show pre-show yeah I guess they no longer have dark matches Um, sorry old habit but it'd be in the pre-show or it'd be the very first match because that would give them time to recover before the women's rumble. And the women's rumble traditionally has been around the middle of the card because the men's rumble, whenever they have it, that's another one that traditionally it's been the very last match on the night. Uh, There's been a few exceptions. uh, Like when they have some kind of main event that they feel is more worthy than the rumble. No, the name of the card is Royal Rumble, so leave it, you know, it's Royal Rumble. I don't see that uh, changing for this card. But you have, you have, I'm saying you would, you would do it like that, though. You would have Charlotte Oscar against Nia, Shayna Baszler. Charlotte breaks up with Oscar. Right. The next one they're kind of predicting probably comes out here – within the hour on Raw, uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton in another gimmick match. Yeah, because that's when I was kind of looking at earlier also, and I'm thinking, okay, they literally just had a fire match, burn somebody to win the match. And, you know, that we are going to do a top ten type of gimmick matches at some point, by the way. Just because based, of stuff like this. Based on 50-50 booking and the development of Sister Alexa Bliss, I would have Bray Wyatt winning this match. All right. What, but what kind of gimmick? So the last match was Last Man Standing, Correct. Uh, the last one, what they were called, the Firefly 
the Firefly, uh, excuse me, the Firefly Funhouse Inferno something, Inferno Shenanigans. So I, I see a old school actual Inferno match. Well, I, hmm. Well, the last one, I mean, if you're calling an Inferno match, it, it was this, the last one was an Inferno match. No, the last one was a Firefly Funhouse match. Oh, it was a Firefly Inferno match. And Orton won it because he managed to, to set him on fire. Now, they've had their Funhouse match in the past. They also had that match at WrestleMania where somebody decided it'd be a good idea to project maggots onto the uh, the ring mat. No idea, you know, why they thought that'd be a good idea, but no, it wasn't. It's was kind of gross, actually. And I don't know about the people in the audience, but I'm watching it at home going, no, do that. It's supposed to be for the world title also. But what, anyway. Whatever they're doing... Bray Wyatt's going to win the match. True. So next up, you got Drew McIntyre versus Bill Goldberg. Oh Lord, My, you know this one should not. This is a travesty. I'm sorry. I don't think this one should happen, but they've already got it booked. It. I, and, I don't. I don't get the point of it. But anyway. This, this is one match I'm actually in favor of. You're using Bill Goldberg to put Drew McIntyre over. Okay. I can buy off on that. What um, If they give the belt to Goldberg again as a transitional champion because they're trying to give the belt to whomever, I, of course, I mean, if we're... I also saw this rumor today, and I wouldn't book this. But because, you know, we're talking about um, McIntyre. It's saying McIntyre is going over. The winner of the Men's Royal Rumble is going to be a returning Jinder Mahal. And, no. yeah. I'd light my own TV on fire if that happened. <laughs> you know, and Jinder Mahal... Um, I actually like Jinder Mahal. I didn't like Jinder Mahal as champion because he looked like obnoxious and not, not in a like a fun you like to watch him obnoxious, but just like go away obnoxious. Him him putting on fifty pounds of muscle. I don't care how he did it. I don't care if it was you know through a little bit of an enhancement or you know him legitimately just hitting the weights real hard. It's made him stiff in the ring because it's like he can't move, and so I think it has affected his ability some. Um, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of his finishing moves, but because it's a Cobra Clutch, but then all of a sudden you're throwing him down. It's like a Cobra Clutch choke slam. Well, you got him in the Cobra Clutch. Just leave him in the Cobra Clutch. Good to go. I there, don't, anyway, I see that happening because they're starting NXT India. And he's going to be the main star out there. I could see him being part of the Rumble then. He can be part of the Rumble, but he ain't going to win. 
No, I don't think he'll win, but he, I think he'll do well enough to where it kind of puts him over. And I didn't know there was so. What have I been? You know, you're going to send me some of your sites. That way, I can make sure I'm seeing the same uh, scuttlebutt that you're seeing, because I have I have not heard much of these. Uh, so I have somehow missed NXT India. All right. So do we have Drew McIntyre winning? Uh, I feel like you do. Uh, I, that's what I would prefer. I mean, we're armchair booking, so we're doing. We're going to tell what we want to happen. And I would oh, say no. yes. We're kind of predicting what, based on what is announced. Right now, are, if I had to give a prediction rather than what I want to happen, um, I'll give you a budget versus a forecast, or a forecast versus a budget, rather. Um, I would guess if they're bringing Goldberg in, honestly, dude, it would it would almost be a waste just to bring him in for one match and not have him uh, and then just go away again uh, because they haven't come out and he pushed Drew McIntyre down and because then Drew McIntyre called him old, which is one of the things that's one of the first rules in doing a promo is you don't uh, you don't say something about your opponent's age. Um, but they might just based on what they brought him back. And he is the caveat is if true McIntyre cannot come back due to COVID. Oh my God. What? How to forget he had COVID. Oh, dang it. Hey, I have had, you have more brain fog tonight than I do. Now say it again. I have had COVID, and you have more brain fog tonight than I do. Oh, uh, dude, I'm also tired. We also drove up to Dayton um, today and then came back, um, and we had to do some shopping for uh, my daughter's dorm room because there was some stuff that she was missing or some stuff we thought she was missing that we found in the dorm room. Uh, uh, Do you see any way Roman Reigns loses to Kevin Owens? At the Rumble, no, not not that because it's a it's a last man standing match, which means it's a no disqualification match, which means that the USO uh, family, the USO clan, can actually jump in and help Roman Reigns, and with no no uh, retribution for it, I guess. I mean, no consequences for it. They can help him. I mean, they could just go. Uh, Roman Reigns could just kind of sit back eating bonbons while they're beating Kevin Owens to a pulp and knocking him unconscious and Roman just has to go over there, put one finger on him, pin him down, or, you know, he's last man standing. All he has to do is just touch him once, boom, okay, and that's it, and it's over. Because I can't really see where Kevin Owens, is, if anybody's really aligned with him right now. Yeah, I don't see any. Except for, um, oh, what's his nose? The um, Adam Pierce. He'd be the only one that I could actually see helping out Kevin Owens, but that would be in his capacity as whatever he's supposed to be. He's just an official. I don't know if he's supposed to be the general manager of SmackDown on camera anyway. What the crap is Stephanie and Triple H doing? Uh, They're doing a WrestleMania report, and they have all got fake characters. This is a tremendous look for Stephanie, by the way. Um. Uh, 
You know you're so, talking about like sticking the knife in your eyes? No, not for Stephanie. Uh, who do you got winning the women's Royal Rumble? Mm. Right now, well, for one, they have Charlotte in the Rumble, even though Charlotte is already the – no, she's not the Raw champion, is she? Why am I thinking she's the Raw yeah. champion? I'm so used to seeing Charlotte walking around with the belt on. I keep forgetting she's the other half of the tag team. You know, uh, that's my bad. Okay, let me get my bearings. I can see Charlotte winning it. Uh, The reason why is because they don't know how to do anything else, to be perfectly honest with you. So, and this this one's going to shock you if you have Charlotte. I'm going in a completely different direction. I have Rhea Ripley winning the Women's Royal Rumble based on current booking. Rhea Ripley. You know what? That's actually not a bad one to go with. I don't see Charlotte winning. I I see her turning on Asuka in true flair fashion because that's all they know how to do with her. (laughs) Well, really. Now, if you went to the SmackDown side, maybe Bianca Belair. Well, they were they were really pushing Rhea Ripley last year, and then they just kind of stopped. Well, they she was down in NXT. It looks like they've closed out her NXT career. She'd be a good surprise or a good addition to the Rumble and something new. Which title would you have to go after? Because I mean, I actually just looked at the rosters, and she is still listed as being part of NXT. So which champion? Would you have to go after Sasha? Would you have rather going after, well, right now, Asuka, oh. but could be Charlotte? No, well, I see Asuka and Charlotte happening at WrestleMania. Um, so I have Rhea Ripley facing Sasha Banks. And speaking of Sasha, she actually doesn't have a match listed yet. No, and no, and no what? No real feud either. No, not really, because uh, Bailey. That one's kind of. Uh, kind of fizzled out some. So well, who were well? Who are the, the other women in SmackDown? The final one, uh, Men's Royal Rumble. Who you got winning? Oh, I bet you got this one right before. I got it right last year. Um, oh Lord, because they could be pulling people from NXT in as well. Right now, it'll be it'll be somebody as a surprise come in. Actually, you know what? Don't be surprised if it's your boy Brock. Ah, although I would like that, I I disagree. 
I got Daniel Bryan winning the Men's Royal Rumble right now. Because he's been owed a couple of wins? Because he's been putting over talent, and he's really, based on the SmackDown side, there's no... There's no real character or competitor for Roman Reigns. He and Daniel Bryan, they would that actually would be a good fight. That would be a good match. Because that's I mean, he's on SmackDown, so we'd assume he would stick with SmackDown and not cross over to Raw. Because that's already that's um that's already kind of sewed up. So that that's kind of what they have now. Thirty three minutes into our podcast, and that covers what what they've got booked and what they're foreshadowing now. Just on the current, and so just we are going by predictions. Um, so as you rebook, I know we discussed privately that. This this turned out to be harder than we both thought. When did Becky Lynch have the baby? <clears throat> I, I mean, maybe too early for her to come back, but well, she had the baby last month. Yeah, so I think it, it, it'd be a little bit too early for her to come back. Um, so the the first thing as we rebook this, um, one of the problems I had were, where, where are the tag teams? There are not. You have two tag team titles and no real tag teams in place to compete for them, so they're not appearing on the card. Well, when they put them on there anymore, they've been putting them in the, the preliminary matches. But name a name a tag team. Well, you got Rude and Miz. No, Rude and Ziggler. Rude and Ziggler. Rude and Ziggler. Make make him a six man. Rude and Ziggler. Uh, yeah, Rude and Ziggler, which I actually like them as a team, and to me it makes sense. Uh, I I could see them. I could see giving them the titles. No, Rude and Ziggler won the titles. What they did? A week or two? Oh, they did, didn't they? That's right. No wonder I see them getting the titles. I actually saw a part of that. So, who would who would challenge them? That's the whole thing. You have the New Day, and Kofi's injured, so Woods is going out by himself. They're on Raw you, anyway. You um, have Riddle, Jeff Hardy going as the Hardy Bros. <laughs> um, but also on on Raw, um, SmackDown wise, <sighs> I'm looking at the roster right now, and I'm seeing some I'm seeing some names that haven't been really active, like Bo Dallas. But I would actually put I would when it comes to booking, I would put him on Raw. I would put him with his brother. But that's just me. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's something they could do. Well, same thing uh, when booking, rebooking the Royal Rumble. The U.S. title and the Intercontinental title feuds, 
they all suck because the mid card sucks. It doesn't have to. But right, and the, the the issue, the reason I bring those up is when you rebook the Rumble, three weeks is not going to fix that. No. And really, we have two. One of the people, what, you know you're talking about tag teams? Are the Usos booked against anything in that night? No. Well, you got it. one Uso who's injured. Uh, well, he's not listed as being injured. I didn't think. Let me go look at that again. He tore his knee. He's not back yet. Uh, okay. That's why you have a Uso all by himself. It, it, main event Uso. Let's see. Tag team, tag team, tag team. Oh, you, can't, but, you can't do the Street Profits because you got some injuries there as well. Um, so you have women's tag teams that they have put together and done things with, but on the men's side, they've actually broken up heavy machinery and others for what purpose? I, I Otis started getting over through no fault of his own, but he became like a little lovable underdog type. And so they broke up heavy machinery. And now what are they doing with, with either one of them? Nothing. So you, you have the overall undercard issue. Um, so the first thing I'm going to do to rebook the Rumble here is I'm going to take the four members of Retribution and I'm going to put them in a four corners match with three of them getting fired. If the, when they lose. <laughs> and I am going to end Retribution on the Royal Rumble card. I think that would bring a lot of joy to WWE fans. It's one. It's the Katie Vick of this generation. It is an awful angle. Yeah. Now, well, I wouldn't say go as far as say it's like Katie Vick, but... Katie uh, Vicking our... I mean, Katie Vick was tasteless, but in a totally different type of creepy, just can't even show your kids what's going on, tasteless. You try to explain that one. Oh, what's he doing? Oh, well, yeah. Um, at least with retribution, you can explain, yeah, they're being idiots. And not only that, but I have a feeling they, that retribution, or at least uh, Mustafa Ali, or is it just Ali now? It seems like they changed, or just Mustafa. It seems like they keep changing that. Very talented. He's been kind of shooting his mouth off a little bit on social media and not like as part of a character either. It's like it's him. And so, right. yeah, I mean, you know, Vinny Mac ain't a, ain't a fan of that. But we're rebooking, we're rebooking the Royal Rumble here. So the first thing I'm going to re- do to reset the product is I'm going to end retribution. I agree. So next thing, because really there's no undercards, there's nothing built up. So the next thing is Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. I mean, they work good together. It was an interesting way to 
create this next title match. I'll give them that. But nobody believes Kevin Owens is going to win. No, especially not a last-minute standing match. So I'm looking in my two-week period, who's going to create the best match? And going with the SmackDown side, I am going to choose Cesaro here. I would like to see that. However, um, Cesaro right now looks like there might be something going on with him and um, Shinsuke. Which I think would also be a pretty good match. Well, but but so do you take that? So you take it him away from a possibility with Shinsuke, where their tag team breaks up. And normally, when tag teams break up, and not in a good way, and they put them together, the matches are uh, usually pretty intense because you know you're my you were my partner, but now you're not. Type of deal. So the the issue with Shinsuke is. He doesn't talk, and there's no mouthpiece for him. So how do you how do you do a traditional breakup angle like you say um, when one side doesn't speak? And the strange thing about the other side is his first language is in English, but you wouldn't know it. So what do you go with there? To, to book, nothing seems to work. Well, so, how do you how do you build up a match? Because we're saying starting from right now, building up an an angle or program with Cesaro and Roman Reigns. So how do you do it? So how how I would do it was kind of how they went with the uh, gauntlet matches on SmackDown. And Kevin Owens is taken out by the head of the table, and we need his replacement. And we're either going to do a, a, ironically, like a battle royal, (laughs) and the winner goes on to face Roman Reigns, or you do, what, what have they done? They've done beat the clock matches. They've done gauntlet matches, which they just did. So I, I would say SmackDown only Battle Royal. On the card or on a SmackDown episode? You said build it with two weeks. So it'd have to be on an episode of SmackDown, which would make, would make sense. So um, I, I, Cesaro has a... Battle Royal pedigree, being an Andre the Giant winner. So I'm going to take that and build him to Roman Reigns in the shortest period of time. Fans like him. The the Giant swing and different things he does, um, his feats of strength make him likable. So... 
I think he'd be easy for the fans to at least get get behind. And being a fresh face, he would at least be believable as an opponent. Well, the fans like Cesaro, even if they're booing him, they still like him because he is believable. Because when he won the the Andre the Giant battle, or the first one actually, at WrestleMania 30, he did it by eliminating the Big Show, and it wasn't like he, he ducked and Big Show fell out of the ring. No, he picked up Big Show like he was nothing and tossed him over the top rope like he was a bag of trash. And that was really the first time I'd ever really noticed his all role. And I was like, who's this skinny dude that apparently is nothing but one big muscle? And that's when they came out talking about it. all the wrestlers said, oh, yeah, they, they like he is deceptively strong. They said he is one of the strongest people on the roster, period. And he's a very, he's a very good technician. He can do aerial moves. Uh, he's got the European style going for him, which is still different. I mean, you would think that more people would kind of be used to that, but it seems like they're not. So, yeah, I could easily see Cesaro and Roman Reigns actually having a pretty good angle. Um, and so we're, we'll have to veto Vince McMahon because he, for some reason, he's not big on Cesaro. But we are, and that's what counts. And we're the ones booking this, not Vince. Like, who would you have in that match? Roman Reigns? Yeah. Uh, I, I do like your scenario with uh, Cesaro. Um, because I think it would be a good match. I'm just going to go through the SmackDown roster, though. And I, I don't really – I can't really think of anybody. Well, you know what? This one – well, I think the fans would, would absolutely crap on it because they absolutely hate the other guy. I like him. I've always liked him. Um, I think he's saddled with a bad gimmick, and that's Baron Corbin or King Corbin now. Baron Corbin, though. He'll always be Baron Corbin to me. I like him. I think him and Roman Reigns would have a good match. They're both they're both like the despicable heels right now, though. So how'd you build that? Well, Rome, well, Corbin, he's been king of the ring. Uh, he's been a Money in the Bank uh, winner. Wasted because, unfortunately, he actually ran his mouth a little bit on social media to fans, and that was a big no-no. And, you know, so they had him lose his money in the bank um, when Jinder Mahal was champion. But I still like him. His finishing move is one of the best ones out there for right now. Uh, The only thing that I would change a little bit about that is because it does require you to lift your opponent up. The best finishing moves are ones that you don't necessarily have to lift them up, but that's just me. But opinion on that one about Baron Corbin, King Corbin? When was the last time Baron Corbin won a pay-per-view match? You know, I'll have to go and check into that, but I don't really think that should matter so much. I mean, if if he, for some reason, had how you can build this enough, I mean, if he ends up... A, his his modus is operandi has been to uh, just to kind of attack people from behind. The the hard but, thing for Barry Corbin, and this is the the memory here. When Roman Reigns came back from his um, original leukemia, so pre COVID. 
he wrestled Baron Cor- Corbin three pay-per-views in a row and beat him effortlessly all three times. They had the dog food. Yeah. But so, Corbin, Corbin's actually improved now, and they could kind of – it wouldn't be the first time they re, they have revisited a few. How many times had Cena and Orton fight a pay-per-view until finally people just started booing them just for fighting? But besides so, them two, I mean, because as you had mentioned, Cesaro, and I can't see Chad Gable doing it, even though he's very talented. I can't see him doing it. Big E is already the Intercontinental Champion. For now, uh, I'd like to see Alistair Black, but the reason I'm not mentioning him is, I mean, I'd like to see it. I'd like to put that as a, a match because I think it'd be a very good match. I don't know if Alistair Black is going to be wrestling in the WWE very much longer, and that's you know because of the uh, the conflicts between the company and his wife. Vega. Yeah. Personally, though, I would put him against Roman Reigns because Aleister Black is very believable. His character is very believable. Uh, his character is very, very dark because the man himself, that's the stuff he's into. And it would make for a great match. He could do it if he were on television. Exactly. And for whatever reason, he's another one. Vince is just, he doesn't get it. Well, Vince didn't get the character anyway. Uh, he liked him better in NXT when he brought him up to the main roster. Um, he hasn't done enough with him, even though the man is legit. And and I think Vince really didn't like it when, like I said, they had the issue with uh, Zelina Vega. And see, not a, lot of, not a lot of people even know that they're married because they don't advertise it on TV much. But even now she's gone, she's been released, and he's not on TV because I think that's another reason. And, and I don't think he would go for the what uh, for the kind of thing they did to Lana. What was it, nine weeks in a row Lana was put through a table or put through the announcer's desk or – they were embarrassing her, even though if it is just her character, it doesn't matter. And now makes an right. embarrassment because her husband signed with another company. So the he he's uh he's definitely believable. Um yeah being that he has not been on TV for whatever Vince hatred, um, that's a tough one, but I at least like the match. All right. So women's Royal rumble. Well, we we predicted Charlotte. uh -uh. You predicted Charlotte. Well, okay. You're right. (laughs) You predicted uh, Rhea Ripley. Right. Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley. Ripley. We'll just call it, believe it or not, Ripley. As far as how I would do it, hmm. I don't think Ruby Riot's ready. 
I, I like her. You know, I like the character. Um, and actually, I would put her with I would put her with um, Alistair Black as like, some kind of partnership. Riot Squad going into WrestleMania and winning the women's tag team titles. I can see that. I can very easily see that because they're a legit team. You know, Shayna Baszler. They have like been push. That. They have been pushing her and pushing her, so it makes sense. I would put Shayna Baszler just to keep giving that push, not not letting up on it, because she's another one. They push, 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 and then they just kind of stopped. And I would actually have her eliminating Nia last, because yes, they're a tag team. Right now, they're kind of the reluctant tag team. But and they're arguing right now. Yeah. They're, I mean, and they're always arguing. I like Shayna Baszler because she can go with Asuka or Sasha Banks. So that's the opportunity there. So I'm going to give you a couple names. And this is just based on who you see on television. Um, so I do think Rhea Ripley is going to win. I would actually prefer that option because she's a fresh fresh face and her character has kind of done everything she can do in NXT for a while. Um, what about Bianca Belair? And the reason I say that is they are doing a video package on her that comes out tonight. Is it tonight? Tonight or Friday, they're doing a video package chronicling her her journey. I would only put her as the royal... The, the Women's Rumble winner if they got rid of the ponytail. I'm not a fan of the ponytail. Not a fan. And I disagree because I think the ponytail makes her unique. Oh, she it definitely makes her unique. However, it also looks like something that somebody could just grab and, and tie her up in the ropes with and then just waylay on her. But that's, that's the consequence of Hair or having tire. the but they having the five foot long ponytail. But I I think uh, and you you have a friend I wish would call in one day. I think that's part cultural too, and that it, it appeals to a broader audience being different. Like you watch on television so far on Raw, Charlotte Flair is a blonde. Lacey Evans is blonde. Uh, Peyton Royce looks like some form of purple or fuchsia. Uh, I can't pick out the color here. Dana Brooke, blonde. Mandy Rose, um, beautiful blonde goddess. Not just blonde, but uh, but all that. But all that. Shayna Baszler is a dark-haired brunette. And Nia Jax may be a man, so we won't qualify well, her. No, I'd say Shayna Baszler may be a man. 
but that's another no. that's a story for another day. But um, not Nia Jax, brunette, and, and you have different body shapes, different different people. But there's there's a lot of the same on television right now. So Bianca Belair with the long haired pony ponytail, um, track athlete, well accomplished from what I watched on NXT. Something different. But I have a surprise pick for you. This one's going to shock you. And this is just based on 30 seconds of television time every Friday night. I would like Billy Kay to win the Women's Royal Rumble if Rhea Ripley does not. (laughs) And you would have her eliminate Peyton Royce, wouldn't you? I would have them reunite at WrestleMania. Reunite the Iconics. That now that I, I'm on board with. And obviously against Sasha Banks there. Billy Kay and Sasha Banks. Hmm. Now I think that. That'd be intriguing uh, because there's definitely a size difference there. Because Billy Kay, I mean, she's pretty thick. And Sasha, you know, well, she's pretty small, but just but mean. Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll endorse that. But I, I do have Rhea Ripley winning, but I, she does not. I would get the biggest kick out of Billy Kay winning. Well, your prediction is Rhea Ripley. Your want is Billy Kay. Right. Do you think that we should have any women going into the men's rumble this year? That was kind of a one-off when Nia Jax did it. And was that last year's? No, it wasn't last year's. Okay. I do like the um, the mixed tag team matches, and there are moments where it's good to see. But you have a women's Royal Rumble, and the only one believable in the men's Royal Rumble is Nia Jackson. It's for all the wrong reasons. Well, like I said, you know, you put the other one in there. Um, I could I could see people believing she's a man too. Shayna Baszler. She would beat the absolute tar out of you. Yeah. Well, see, Nia Jax is actually a plus size model, so she's not trying to portray herself as manly. She just knows. She, I mean, she's just big. But she's actually a plus size model. So, Shayna Baszler is almost like trying to portray herself as being manly. And she's legitimate. I mean, I, I, you know, what you were saying about the, the shotgun, the stun gun, and four friends? Yeah, maybe not four, but definitely two. Maybe you'd need two friends. you take her out. I'd tra- I train with a girl 
um, it should be four, but she's sick. Who would take out Shayna Baszler? Really? She 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 hit me with a body shot last week, my first day back after COVID. Um, yeah, that hurt. (laughs) (laughs) She, but um, Shayna Baszler being forty again. Um, Jax because she's a big girl, but uh, Shayna Baszler. There's something about a a woman who's strong like that that just gives people the wrong impression. Well, I'm pretty sure you've heard uh, some of the podcasts where like Jim Ross is talking about China, you know, the, the late Johnny Lauer, how China, I mean, she was as strong as what she was. She had as, as the muscular body that she did. She even had the enhancements and enhancements to make her look more feminine because she just didn't. She did not want to wrestle women. She wanted to wrestle men. So yeah, at some point being so big, but that's the art form. As Jim Ross said, you should be able to act have a make a mistake and lose a match and have it be believable. Right. Um Shayna Baszler has won and lost matches. The issue that seems to be said is you don't find her uh tremendously attractive. I have to be honest with you, I mean when it comes to predicting their wins and losses, anything like that, um Looks has nothing to do with fighting ability. So when Shayna Baszler, when she locks in her, uh, or they call it the Kakina Clutch, you know her version of the sleeper hold, uh, it looks very, very believable because I think it is very, very believable. Oh, that's a rear naked choke. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. That's yeah. So, and I'm looking going. Um, is the other, you know, her opponent just selling that really well, or is she actually choking her out? But anyway, her her matches are believable. Her move sets are believable. Um, again, being from Las Vegas and training in environments where she is also trained, um, they're all cool that whole group and there's something for everybody uh, in in the product right now people that would argue that Ronda Rousey was not attractive mm. so um you have uh you have the women's side, we've talked about that. Um, how would you rebook the men's Royal Rumble? Rebooking the men's who would I want to win it? I would want somebody who has not won it before. That's why this whole thing right now they're pushing uh, Randy Orton 
may or may not be in the Rumble because, you know, he got his his face melted off last week. I'm not buying that. I don't want Randy Orton to win the Rumble because um, Randy Orton being in the title picture again makes me want to say, do you guys have anything else that you could uh, that you could do? But that being said, I don't think he's ready for it just yet, just because of inexperience. But I think Keith Lee would be very believable. So I would like to actually put Keith Lee as the Rumble winner. And right now he's on Raw. So that would put him against whomever the Raw champion is, unless he were to decide to uh, switch to the other brand and they'd put him against probably Roman. And I think so, him, him against Roman would be more of an intriguing match than uh, than him against Drew McIntyre again. So I I actually have this down as one of my options because I chose one winner for Raw, one winner for SmackDown in, in rebooking. Again, I think Daniel Bryan is going to win based on current booking. But booking, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn Keith Lee heel, put them with him with the Hurt Business, and have him take on Drew McIntyre for the Raw World title. Wow. And since he would be with the stable, or faction, or whatever you want to call it, he'd be with the group, or him... Man, can you imagine him and Bobby Lashley together as a tag team? The uh, the options with that way of booking, you you hide his current limitations as he's allegedly working himself into shape, and that that's a Vince thing. So, uh, whatever on that one. You have a proven mouthpiece. You make Drew go through the the Hurt Business stable to get a rematch. Future booking, a lot of different options. But Keith Lee as a heel is something we need on television on Raw. And during the middle of the Rumble, right there smack in the middle of the Rumble, I would have somebody chase R-Truth into the middle of the ring and pin them right in the middle of the Rumble and then to change the 24-7 champion. Or in the case of somebody has already pinned, pinned him and they walked into the match, the 24-7 champion, and then R-Truth came in and pinned them during the match again and, and walked back out with the belt. But that's just me. You cannot forget about the 24-7, I-95 European television champion. I have forgotten about it, but that's rebooking something else. Our truth is entertaining, but I hate the roll-up as a finishing move. And the title itself is not getting anybody other than our truth um, over. Well, once our truth retires, 
I have a feeling they're going to retire the belt because, I mean, that is his title. But anyway, so option two, and and this is more personal desire, and I don't know if this guy is injured, but Samoa Joe. And I would have him obviously challenge Roman Reigns. And the reason I do this is because Samoa Joe is not part of the Inouye Samoan no. legacy. Yeah, the Anawaii? Yeah. yeah. On, I, Anawaii. Yep. It's got the apostrophe uh, in there, so that's where you get the Anawaii. Samoa Joe is from the smaller part of Samoa and outside of the family. And he could challenge Roman Reigns as the head of the table. I think that that's been built for The Rock and The Rock is not going to be an option. So on that side, the next available option would be Samoa Joe. I mean, they've had a match before. Um, And I always called it, well, you have Samoa Joe against a Samoan named Joe. And so, so that's that's really what the match would be. And but Samoa, another believable character. I'm at to look because he's actually not listed on either one of the rosters, because I know he's been behind the mic, and that's actually something he is actually very good behind the mic. I like him. He's doing announcing on Raw right now. There you go. I have the volume actually turned off, so And he got he got injured at some point. Don't know if he's uh healthy enough or approved to come back. But this goes into that great issue. What who have they built up to challenge Roman Reigns? If you have a a dominant heel, who's on the other side? Who's the dance partner? Like on on Raw, something they foreshadow is Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Now that one is interesting uh, because of their backgrounds, their legitimate um, family backgrounds, or you know, ancestry backgrounds, or their regional backgrounds, rather. Um, and just from living over there, you know, as long as what I did, I know that some people. I mean, that's a legitimate thing. Now, hopefully, you know, if we were to do it, I don't, I don't see the reason to capitalize on that because some people on outside of the business may try to take it too far. But I think the match itself would be great. Um, the loser has to actually go go in the sun for a little bit because neither one of them have seen the sun in forever, especially Sheamus. Booking, again, it, it goes into a whole issue. What did they have that they have currently built up? And really, 
the only thing that they could do is maybe bring up the undisputed era, era and have Adam Cole challenge Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania if he wins the Rumble. But I don't see an existing in any in any circumstance to really take on Roman Reigns and have it be believable. Like he looks set up to be a long term champion. Hey dude, can you hear me? My phone actually fell and my headphone jack came out where I have my microphone plugged in. And yeah. so I heard, I think the last word I heard was circumstances. They don't have anyone set up to to really challenge Roman Reigns. Well, I think part of it is because they keep viewing SmackDown as the B-show, even though we've already uh, both kind of established and we both agree uh, SmackDown anymore appears to be the superior product. SmackDown is the better show. Yeah. Yeah, they do more in two hours than what Raw appears to do with three. Um, Well, it's written better. It flows better. The matches. So, but both shows still have an issue with character development. 50-50 booking. And and I think every podcast that speaks about wrestling talks about this. Nobody gets over if they win it one week and lose the next. 50-50. It doesn't work. And, yeah, because all it does is, is hurt them. Because that's something else that JR had even said. Wins and losses can matter, don't get me wrong. But it just because you lost doesn't mean that your character was hurt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if if you put on a great match where you had you made your opponent have to earn that victory, your your character is not necessarily hurt. Now, if they went in there and squashed you, now that can hurt you. No, but maybe the intent is not to hurt somebody. Maybe the intent is to really put the other person over. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're, like you said, I mean, they have not established really too much for Roman Reigns. Even though I think, you know, I think Kevin Owens, I mean, I, he's legit. I mean, I like Kevin Owens. But I don't see this program lasting uh, that long, and which is a shame because Kevin Owens, when Kevin Owens is kind of old school in the fact that when he has like a feud going with somebody, that feud is going to last for a while. Even if they go wrestle other people, they always come back. Because him and Sami Zayn, they were best friends, and then they went against each other for, what, two, three years? Right. And then, of course, Sammy came back with them, and they were partnered up again. 
And then they both got sent home from a tour like in Europe or something. I can't remember, like legitimately, because they really are best friends in real life. But uh, And then he had the program going with Jericho for a bit. And even when Jericho all of a sudden showed up at the Greatest Royal Rumble over in Saudi Arabia, he was, I think, entrant number 60, wasn't he? And yeah. And Owen's sitting there in the ring, and his facial expressions, he's like, what are you doing here? But it proves that Owens is a good opponent. But I think they're already looking past uh, KO. I don't know who they're looking at. I would. I mean, I would. They're having a last man standing match. I would put them. And right now, they're going to have. If I had to guess, my prediction, they're going to have Roman Kevin Owens in the last man standing match. Okay, leave that as it is because I'm saying the Usos are going to interfere and they're going to help them again. Put them in a hell in a cell match at WrestleMania. No no interference. They're locked inside this cage. I can see that happening at WrestleMania. I don't see it happening, but I'm just saying that's how I would do it. But, yeah, overall, uh, another person for, like, Drew McIntyre would be AJ Styles. But I see AJ Styles going to face Edge at WrestleMania. You think Edge will be back? Yeah. Well, right now AJ's having actually a pretty decent match against Ricochet as we speak. Well, AJ has a decent match with everybody. Well, he and Ricochet, they're, they're similar enough to where their styles, you know, there's going to be a lot of flying in it. Anywho, but that's the the hard thing is um, if they're going to use Goldberg at the Royal Rumble, it has to be to put over current talent because that's something the stars from the past do not do. They put over current talent to make new stars, then that works. Like what Brock did the almighty Brock Lesnar did at last year's WrestleMania, you make a new star. So if Goldberg can do that, then that works. But if he's coming back to beat Drew McIntyre, maybe not so much. And I have a feeling they brought him back just to beat Drew McIntyre. Because why else would you bring back Goldberg just to lose? And I, I, but that's that's the prediction. I think they're they're bringing Goldberg back to win the title. Maybe McIntyre beating back for the title. But and, and that's the the hard thing is when you look at ratings is short sighted. Bringing back Goldberg pops the ratings, and that is true. However, the reason why the ratings are so bad is because the product sucks. Not that the wrestling sucks. The wrestling is as good as it's ever been, better than ever. The booking and the time allotted for the matches suck.
here's the, the, the thing about the wrestlers and the, the wrestling itself being better. They're training. You think since they're not traveling right now, they have a lot more time to train. Cause that's one of the things they all talk about how when they're on the road, that's one of the things that suffers at times is like the, the training, like the weight training, hitting the gym, uh, because they have to find one in whatever town they're in. Or they end up having to do some kind of, you know, resistance training, you know, base, just basically based on push-ups in their um, hotel rooms. But now they're not traveling, so they're able to hit the gym theoretically uh, every day and able to get their workouts in. Um, they can actually plan them a lot better. But I don't know. So really, the, the so the product shouldn't be suffering, but it is, and maybe that's because of the goofy, unbelievable storylines. And this is why I don't like Goldberg coming back. Um, and I, like I said, they're popping a rating, but let's improve the product. And you know, and I think you and I actually we could improve their product. You know, especially you, because I mean, I know the amount of work that you put into this. Well, the the hard thing, and, and let's just take the the women's side. One of the angles from WrestleMania last year was Otis and Dolph Ziggler over Mandy, Mandy. Rose. Yeah, all believable. Um, I can't say I don't know a male that went to high school and didn't end up in a fight or some sort of conflict over a girl. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> not going into details, but yeah. So that is something as males, as dumb as we are, that is thing we've all been through. On the girl's side, I mean, this is logical. If one, if there are four girls sitting up at a table, at a table, in any environment, because I listen at Buffalo Wild Wings and other things, <laughs> and one of them gets up, you cannot tell me that the other three don't talk trash about the one that left. Uh, I am inclined to agree. Um, so you can't tell me that you can't get a couple me- girls on the screen and someone walks by and they don't start talking trash about them, thus creating a conflict and a reason for a match. That actually sounds like an angle they did run just a few years ago. And I want to say, oh, it was Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. But it, is it not believable? Oh, it's very believable. <laughs> and that, and that's the thing. Well, Naya, you're not as pretty as me, which is true. You're not as thin as me, also true. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you have a heel in Alexa who's saying things she believes there is truth to. And then you have the girl that's being picked on. A whole segment of the audience relates to Nia Jax. It did. Um, 
there's part of the audience that agrees with Alexa Bliss in that, this scenario. But reasons for conflict. Now, other, I mean, just take high school things. You talked about my mother. That was a reason for a fight. Yeah, especially with um, if if it was somebody where their mother was no longer with us. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I saw that happen. Actually, we saw that happen on the football field because the biggest guy on the football team, um, his mother had passed away when he was pretty young, and so now all of a sudden we saw him kind of targeting someone in the football field. We're like. Ah, they must have said something about his mom. Yeah, that's a very real thing. And you get into all sorts of different types of angles, and some of it is friendly competition. I'm better than you. No, you're not. Then we're going to wrestle to find out who's better. I'm I'm on my way up to win the title. You're the first step in the rung of that ladder. Uh, another one. You got. Yep. But you know, simple, simple booking things. One, those are things that you don't even need characters to create conflict over. That's just traditional conflict. Or you take someone like uh, Brock Lesnar is a good one, but even Shayna Baszler. I'm going to beat you up just because I can. Yeah. Or, or, Or how about the match with HBK and Hulk Hogan, SummerSlam 2005? Um, in which, you know, we've, I think we even mentioned the story behind that when it was supposed to be three matches, but Hogan said, no, I'm going to do one, brother. But the whole premise of the match was Shawn Michaels wanting to know how he stood against the immortal Hulk Hogan. And that's all it was. I just want to know where I stand. That's it. Yep, good enough for me. But... Without characters, um, we mentioned Selena Dean for bad reasons because her mom has cancer. But after um, talking to her, I found her social media and interacted a tiny bit. Um, Just the thing she does with the golden ticket. Yep, the NWFs. Yeah, their version of uh, the Money in the Bank, basically, for those – uh, who don't know what we're talking about. And she's sitting on the couch watching television with the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. She's lying in bed cuddling with the golden ticket. That's a character development. And that is uh, that is what it it should be. I have. Well, 
right now Dwayne Gill or Gilberg is on yes. <laughs> uh, on our television. He's a resident of Baltimore, Maryland, and sixty-something years old. Let's say he's looking old. He, I didn't he's not realize how old he was. Uh, but he's a wrestling trainer out here. Is he? Okay. And look at how um, falling off his body. Well, you think that may be part of the um, the gimmick, though? And obviously Goldberg is about to come out and just beat this snot out of him. Oh, Lord. Are you watching? Yes. This is... Um... <laughs> I wonder if that was a... <laughs> Sorry, his wig. I wonder if that was actually a botch. <laughs> so anyway. so that is that is something I imagine your uh, skullet to be. Right now, um, just reasons for conflict is something that's not happening in today's product because the the characters you have social media, and this is the the ultimate conundrum for all. People don't use social media to get over their characters. Because on social media, they're their actual selves, their person. And on television, it's what they play on TV. Well, I've noticed that some do. Um, some do use it to try to push over and put over angles. Although it is hard to do because, like you said, they are they're using like their – they're wrestling Twitter as almost like a personal Twitter as well. And some of them, I mean, they actually, they kind of do a hybrid of the two. They'll use it as both their real and uh, for the character. But that's what, and that's especially really on Twitter, because that's the one where you get the most interaction with people, I believe. But I just don't, I don't think, like you said, I mean, they're not really using it to their fullest because I don't think they really know how. And sometimes I don't think they get the reactions back from the fans that they may want because the fans are jumping in too. Now, one of the things I've noticed that not just WWE, but all the, uh, the actual wrestling companies would do, they have their own company Twitter account and they'll tweet something. And then you look at all the comments that come on there. Well, they never really respond to the comments because a lot of the comments are negative. So, do you have a tweet battle with, with, you know, your character against the other one's character? I, I don't. You got to do something, like the, the story on AEW wrestling is being the elite. Their show they come out with on YouTube every Monday night. That that puts over more characters than their actual television show. It shows personalities. WWE doesn't do anything like that. But although we mentioned this earlier, it's talking about using 
uh, social media as a, a kind of a platform to actually set up these matches, set up the feuds. What if it backfires where, or it gets to the point where one of the other people involved all of a sudden makes it personal or takes it personal? But that's what happened between Matt Riddle and Bill Goldberg. Well, that that's that's the one of the issues that you can, what is it the term is working themselves into a shoot yeah and really that is um that that is something who was it it was Booker T and Corey Graves that went back and forth on Twitter and everyone thought it was real and it turned out to be they were just uh, building some Booker T. Remember that a couple years ago? I do. I had actually kind of put it in the back of my mind, but I do remember that now when you started talking about it. Which means they did a really good job of it. So that that's the thing is, um, say you and I got into conflict, and you said um, you and I, as co-hosts of this program, are going to wrestle in the NWF on March twenty third. And this is just hypothetically, I haven't even looked at that date. But well, you and I are going to... It's on a Tuesday, so I might be able to make it. Maybe. So, but I'll, I'll let you whatever. Know. You and I are going to go at it. I know you, you know me. And we're going to use Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. Um, I'll even do video trash with uh, an airplane and one of them signs that they carry behind it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Took me a second to realize what you were talking about. I was like, what are you talking about? Airplane? Never mind. <laughs> like the banners we see them fly over Disney World with. Yeah. Logically, if we're working together and we have a planned angle and it is up to you and I to promote it and get people to buy tickets to go see it, um, I'm going to go with your professional name and and you're going to come to me and, okay, we're going to go here, here, and here. And you're going to say, okay... You can talk about this, this, and this, but leave my wife and kid out of it. And I'm going to say you can talk about this, this, and this, and leave my mother and whatever out of it. So we don't want to end up with a situation like like Bret Hart, had, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels had where Shawn Michaels came out on TV and more or less accused Bret of Stepping out on his wife with Sonny. Sunny Days. Yeah, the Sunny Days comment, which ironically enough, it was Sean who was actually 
the one stepping messing around with Sonny behind her fiance's back. You know, of course they later on they got married, but um, you know, unfortunately then he passed away. But that caused some real heat between them, and that's when he pulled out clumps of Sean's hair in the bathroom while Jerry Lawler was in one of the stalls, you know, doing his business. You know, he was sitting well, on they, the throne, but they got into a legitimate fight. But yeah, that's that's the business. Legitimately, it would right. take me five minutes at best. To tweet something, photograph something, post something, whatever that could get under your skin if I wanted to. Oh, I know. We could both do that. But what would be the point? You know, unless we're trying to – I mean, I, I wouldn't make things personal, and I think that's where somebody like a Shawn Michaels at the time – I mean, he, he's not that kind of person now – but at the time, he didn't care. He was just saying whatever because he could get away with whatever. And now um, when they do have a situation like what they had with Matt Riddle and Bill Goldberg where Goldberg showed up in the um, locker room and basically told Matt Riddle, we're not going to be friends. And they, they got it on video. And then the situation with uh, Baron Corbin where he started talking trash with fans. And then he said some pretty nasty things about them. And you could tell, I mean, he was he was probably trying to do it in character, but it went too far. You know, either that or he was just really being that much of, you know, whatever. Well, and, I mean, I, I've, I've went to wrestling events, and we have Maryland Championship Wrestling, and we started going in what? I, I went in 99. So I had a friend that was really into local wrestling, asked me to go, and there was a manager, the owner's wife, and her name was Candy. So me being, gosh, I was 19 at the time, and I may have been slightly obnoxious, I brought a sign that says, um, even kids want a piece of candy. (laughs) Funny, but not knowing, um, this guy named Corporal Punishment, who was real life husband, got offended at my sign. Now, I have no knowledge that they are, uh, husband and wife outside of the ring, I just came with an obnoxious sign. That's all, that's all it took. Again, like right now, uh, I, we are watching Raw on mute, the best way to watch it. And I could create conflict with 90% of the people currently on screen for the Thunderdome. And that's effortlessly creating conflict. So you're, you're watching the screen right now 
and I would start with every one of those people with a title shoulders. That's a lot of titles. That's probably that's actually another issue they have right now with the company is too many titles. So it the creation of conflict. Why did two people fight? It could be titles, it could be pride, it could be you're in my way. Like if you watch if you go back and watch some of the older ones, I happened to catch something uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was actually it, I wasn't even searching for it on the network. It was actually something a link that somebody had posted on Facebook, but it was one of the old Mid Atlantic uh, shows, and it was not long after one of the Starcades. Well, Tully Blanchard said he was coming after Dusty Rhodes, but he knew in order to get to Dusty Rhodes, he was going to first. You know, Dusty Rhodes has a lot of friends, so he was going to get rid of all of his friends first. And he said, so first of all, Jimmy Valiant, that's why I'm coming after you. I was like, interesting way to start an angle. And I didn't remember them having too much of a feud, so I don't think it lasted very long. And it may have been like one or two matches, and that was it. And Tully probably beat Jimmy Valiant. And he said, okay, that's number one. But that, to me, would be a reason. You know, you're in my way. I'm trying to come after him, but you're standing in my way, and I'm going to get you out of my way. So, um, and we'll use the NWF because that's your local promotion. But let's say I go to Mount Orb for a wrestling event, and, and I am there, and you know me, and I'm in the front row, effortlessly. I can say enough mean things to make at least two of the wrestlers want to fight me in the parking lot. Pretty sure my child can do it too. <laughs> just, just from what I've witnessed. But the, the creation of conflict, like that, that's the, that's the lost art that doesn't seem to be getting over in today's wrestling. There's one, and you could use Twitter, Facebook, whatever, videos to create a character. But why are we fighting? Well, I'm thinking I'm witnessing something right now that they're going to have a conflict later on. I don't know if you have it on the screen. We have Cedric Alexander. Ooh, that's a good push. And Shelton Benjamin. They're supposed to be tag team partners. However, they are getting ready to fight each other because they're trying to one-up each other in the ring. And so they keep tagging themselves in over each other. So you can see the beginnings. Even Cedric Alexander, he just joined them not too long ago. But you can see the beginnings of a feud right there. We were partners, however, you know, we broke up because of this reason here. You know, oh, you're holding, you're, you're holding me back. And or, um, oh, you cost us the tag titles. Oh, you hit, you know, you were swinging for your opponent, but you hit me instead. 
and cost us that match, that type of deal. And ego. Yeah. Believable reason for for a match. Now, I think they're going to that well a little bit too often because they've been having that where you have one of the partners trying to one-up the other. That's one of the things that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler try to do. They're, they always try to one-up each other. And but that, you, you see that, that's all they know how to book. All, all we're doing is rehashing last year's storylines with new people. As long as they don't come up, I'm not a big fan of the, well, I'm better at this move than you are. Because it seems like they've had it with full Nelsons. They've had it with choke slams. They've had it with power bombs. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. But anyway. I get more, I get more customers on my Twitch account. Yeah. I mean, those but, to me... That that is definitely going back to junior high and high school. Is oh I'm more popular on this than you are. I have more fans and, and use that. Honestly, if you're going to do that, I have more fans on Twitter than you do. Okay. And you know I could actually see that being an advantage for both because. If you have some people who actually don't follow them on Twitter, it may drive people to their Twitter account. So that's another reason for promoting these that type of conflict or feud is for promotional reasons, you know, for the company or for at least those two, that particular part of the company. And if I were if I were a wrestler today in the NWF or other I would love to be a heel so I could actually cheat. Innovation uh, of the ability to cheat in today's wrestling is really a lost art. And things you could do to, um, as a character... And even, and this would be a good one, I think the Andy Kaufman gimmick would get over again. Well, and I if I were not they looking tried nice, Jack. Oh, you're talking about the intergender champion. If I were Nia Jax and, and trying to book to book her, Doing the Andy Kaufman gimmick with uh, Nia Jax right now, can you imagine the heat that would get from all the dainty little men? I don't think you could do it now just because of uh, when you have wrestlers, of, was it Nyla Rose in AEW? Yeah, she's transgender or yes. And I think if if you'd have to really be careful trying to book something like that now. Now you could do it back in Andy Kaufman's, you know, during the early '80s, but I, you could not. I don't think you could do it now. I um, think you could do it with Nia Jax. I'm as big as you are. I'm as strong as you are. 
I'm better than you are, da-da-da-da-da, not the same way. And you get, I, I mean, look, the Lucha House Party is getting destroyed right now. At least one of them is. But you, you could do that with smaller wrestlers and get that over. But it'd be, again, just different reasons for conflict. Well, right so, now, I think Lucha House Party, they're just kind of a means to an end for uh, the Hurt Crew. But you, you go, like, as you log into Facebook today, we find all sorts of reasons not to like each other now. I've been actually just, uh, Facebook has just been disgusting me lately. That's why we don't talk politics on the show, because we're not looking for conflict on the show. And that's all we're seeing right now. So, like, uh, in the gym today, there was conflict in the gym because people don't know how to wear a mask over their nose like it's supposed to be. Apparently, wearing masks needs to come with instructions because my glorious state requires us to wear a mask in the gym for the gym to be open. And you have a choice to cancel or hold your membership, suspend your membership to the gym because you don't want to wear a mask, or you can go to the gym and wear a mask like you're supposed to. And the amount of people that believe wearing their mask under their nose is deficient for these stupid rules that our state has put out are unbelievable and the gym staff is going around are mask shaming them to put their mask on so the gym can stay open and people get upset it's posted on the outside of the door before you even walk in to come in you have to have your mask on in this fashion at all times in the facility. And you can either see that and agree and say, okay, or you can throw a fit and say no and then get mad when someone comes up to correct you. Like um, my particular child in his workplace, the amount of conflict that that boy gets into at work is unbelievable. People are truly disgusting in this time. It's it's sad. And he's in a customer-facing business, so I can only imagine. Right. Yeah, I mean, fortunately uh, for me and you too, I mean, our jobs don't require us to face, uh, you know, Joe Blow customer uh, every day. We just have to face our coworkers. He he has been threatened. He has been followed home, and he puts out none of these rules. Right. He just has unfortunate responsibility to inform people of them before they come inside some days. And, well, I don't want to wear a mask. That's fine. Don't come in the store. 
well, I'm not wearing a mask because I have a medical condition. Okay, that didn't stop you from smoking before you came up to the door. So, yeah, it's a, a lot of things. And unfortunately, it's going to get worse. But you see real life scenario creating conflict. And we can't do that on television on a product that's one person facing another. Yep. So rebooking the Rumble would take more than the two weeks we got, but fixing the product, develop characters, find reasons for conflict. And you, a lot of times, like personal feuds, because I know you and I both have had them, personal feuds usually don't last just a month and they go away. No. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, we, we, you know, as adults, we've kind of figured out sometimes it's just best to just um, avoid the person. So you know, I, after a while. I am, I am watching an argument on Facebook right now. Um, that I have just pulled up and two people I am loosely associated with are arguing over hard tacos and soft tacos. So if they can find something like that to argue about, I'm sure they could find something with wrestling characters to make a legitimate reason to fight. Not to go up. Golden opportunity the WWE missed was Elias and Eric Rowan in like a guitar battle. I would have watched that. Because we see Elias every week, he actually plays. Elias can play, and he can play actually pretty well. From what I've read about Eric Rowan, Eric Rowan can also play guitar really well. So I'd like to see them either in a battle like that. You know, of course, you'd have to ask, you know, it wouldn't really necessarily be a wrestling battle. Or put them as a team, or put them in a band. But anyway. Well, Kyle, we have about two minutes left. So, next week, we, we discussed this also before, uh, before the show had even started. Top ten wrestlers in movies. This will be a fun list. Um, Hulk Hogan and No Holds Barred. I know I introduced my son and his friends to that um, glorious 1980s product a couple years back. They haven't forgiven you, have they? He's not friends with any of them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Not, Not through my doing, but... Um, there have been a lot of wrestler cameos and, and small parts that wrestlers have played. And I'm thinking of Terry Funk in Roadhouse right now. You're, you're a good man. So a lot of, uh, a lot of potential in this list. I'm, I'm going to try and solicit some participation. Well, we're going to, we already said also, name the movie, name the wrestler. 
or name the wrestler, name the movie. This is not going to be just The Rock. There's a lot of wrestlers in movies that uh, are very obscure that I'm going to get a kick out of. Yep. And still before it is, I mean, and I'm all out of bubble gum, so. Until next week, buddy. Yes, sir. And, you know, hopefully this upcoming week won't be as busy personally for this week, because I know we've both been pretty knackered. Um, but, like you said, I guess I will talk to you next week for sure, but definitely throughout the week when we're going to be conversing about the show. All right. All right. Take All right. God bless.